Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears, talking about the brand new Liam Neeson movie on Netflix, The Ice Road. Yes, I've seen Ice Road Truckers, and, uh, you know, it's not really my kind of reality TV, not that any is, but I have seen it. And I do have a uh, ex-brother-in-law who actually drives rigs in northern Canada and things like that, so I do have a little experience with this. But I knew going in, this is almost a direct-to-video Liam Neeson movie, much like some of the output of Bruce Willis these days. It debuted on Netflix and not in theaters, so, you know, I tempered my expectations accordingly. And I like Liam Neeson. Matter of fact, some of his lesser movies, like um, The Commuter, was a surprisingly well-done movie. It was filmed in 4K. It looked great. It felt great. It was a good action movie, standard for his good stuff. But, you know, that was a recent one that I'm like, that that really wasn't bad at all. I, I, I can watch those kind of movies. Lose myself, escapism, that kind of thing. They're fine. This was not one of those. This is definitely a paycheck movie for Liam, and he's fine in the movie. I mean, he's even got a big cry scene towards the end, no spoilers. Um, But he's fine in the movie. Lawrence Fishburne's fine for what little he's in the movie. Um, Amber Mid-Thunder is in it, but does some very stereotypical, or deals with some very stereotypical racism stuff. Um, Matt McCoy's in it. There's a few other minor stars you've seen in other movies like this, but... All in all, it's 108 minutes. Um, They don't tell us what the budget is, but I know Netflix paid like $18 million to show it. It's short version, really bad, not worth your time. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne's not in it very long. Um, Like I said, Liam does fine, but even he can't save it. Had the script... And it's written and directed by Jonathan Hensley. He's made a few decent movies in his career, but he hasn't made anything in 10 years since Kill the Irishman, which wasn't a very memorable movie. He wrote Next, the John Woo movie. Um, He wrote and directed that original Punisher movie in 2004. He's worked on writing movies like Jumanji, the original, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Con Air, The Saint, Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was primarily a screenwriter and executive producer until The Punisher when he started directing. He's only made a few movies, and like I said, it's been 10 years since Kill the Irishman. I will blame him for most of what's wrong with the movie. This felt like one of those B-movies that was filmed to be shown outside the country. Like, we may not have even seen it. A lot of times it felt like a Canadian made-for-television movie. Um... At other times, it's just kind of inept. Now, some of the action scenes are okay. Uh, Some of the cinematography is great. And overall, you can tell professionals put the movie together. But holy crap, could we throw on another trope onto what could have been? Just stick to the story. What happens basically is a diamond mine has an explosion collapse, and they need to get these very heavy wheel heads up there to cap the methane and save the guys within 30 hours or they're going to run out of oxygen. If they had stuck to that story, and that had been the primary story and the struggle of the three trucks that try and get up these ice roads in northern Canada because it's April and things are warming up and the ice is starting to thin out and it's daredevil stuff. They cl- the government closed these roads because the season ended a month ago and it's dangerous. But these are the only way to get things up there, especially heavy things, when even military helicopters couldn't carry these 30-ton things. 
So they outfit three trucks with three of the same things in case they lose the trucks. They want to make sure they, they save these 26 miners. Now, the film opens up with a scene of Liam Neeson and his brother getting fired from an ice road trucking company because people called his brother a retard and he punches them. <laughs> and that's kind of hit the basic character stuff we learned at the beginning. He takes really good care of his brother, who was in the military and injured overseas, and now he's got this bit of a speech impediment, and he can totally understand him and communicate with him, but everybody else, you know, it becomes stupid schoolyard stuff that I... I guess still happens, but really. So that scene is really only there. So at the very end, when the bad guys are caught, Liam Neeson can walk up and punch them. Honestly, that's the whole reason why that scene is in there. And yes, it does give him a little more, uh, in, gives the character a little bit more insight to how he deals with his brother and stuff. But the brother has this, you know, amazing ability with mechanics, even though he can't speak very well. So you know that MacGuffin is going to come into play. Matter of fact, everything that happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you know is going to come into play in the last 10 minutes of the movie. The, the script telegraphs everything. I mean, I really didn't expect much out of this, so I didn't go in watching it like the same way I'd watch a movie that's going to be Academy Award. And I want to pick out all the cinematography and the, the callbacks to other movies and things like that. No, this was a Friday night movie I'm just going to relax my brain on. I'm going to do some strain reviews on some things I'm trying for my other group. And... You know, I'm not going to pay much. It, it, it'll be on, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. If I had been not planning to review this movie, I would have turned it off in the first five, ten minutes. I would have turned it off many times after. And as I went through the movie, and it became more and more painful to watch, it was like, I have to review this movie. I have seen worse movies in my life, but this is such a squandered idea that, like I said, if they had stuck to the main plot, it would have been great. So we have the, the handicapped brother. That's going to obviously be some, some heartstring stuff later on, and he's going to be able to save the day at some point. We have a, uh, a villain that we're not really sure about the villain, and once they let us know who the villain is, we get this meek, mild-mannered character all of a sudden turn into almost a supervillain. I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden they can hang off trucks and drive trucks where they, you know, do things that the average human who was a... Uh, well, I don't want to give anything away about the movie. You may watch it. But anyway, we, we've got this caricature of a bad guy who came out of a character. is like, no way that's the bad guy. And then when it is, it's like, really? And he does more and more stupendous and superb things towards the end until eventually uh, there's a concocted way to have him die. And even that, it, the effects are not very good and it's not pulled off very well. The one thing that saves the movie watching is is Liam Neeson has a straight face and, and he's acting through the entire movie like this is going to be a good movie. He probably had no idea that the stuff around him was going to be as cheesy as it turned out or as, as many tacked on tropes as they could come up with. But I'm telling you, watch this movie if you have an extra hour and a half as the quintessential example of what not to do with a movie. That you... Not being a movie reviewer could go, why did they do this? Why did they do that? Why didn't they just stick to the thriller part? And adding another layer of this and another layer of that and another, let, let's get in, you know, the, the some racism. Let's get in some, some, uh, it, it <laughs> it's hard to talk about without getting into spoilers and it might be fun to do a spoiler review, but I really don't want to think about this movie anymore. I would rather go watch The Commuter or, or Taken or one of, uh, you know, Liam Neeson's earlier movies. I don't fault him for taking a paycheck movie every once in a while. I, 
if you're a working actor, you're a working actor. Great. But like Bruce Willis is making the, the latter part of his career nothing but those movies. It's once in a blue moon. Liam Neeson also in his elder age has tried a few other things and made some interesting movies. They weren't all superb, but at least he was trying things. This was definitely a paycheck. And I don't fault him for it, but man. Uh, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes were 30 or 40% when I started watching it, and today they're dropping as more <laughs> reviews pop in. I know um, on uh, the Roger Ebert site, they gave it about one and a half stars, and that's probably, I, I would give one star because it was competently put together in some of the scenes. They're actual trucks. They're not all CG. Um, and there's actual trucks driving on ice, which is pretty cool. But uh, And the half star for Liam Neeson just elevating what is a mess. This is not a good movie. This is what you expect from a movie that didn't get released theatrically and gets thrown on Netflix on a Friday when nothing else is coming out. Um, it got a digital release in other countries. It's on Amazon Prime in the UK. It's just not... It could have been interesting. Like I said, if they had just stuck to the story of the trucks getting up the ice roads and not piled on everything trying to make it a, I don't know, a Fast and Furious with ice trucks, it, it stretches the credibility more than once. It goes into cartoon territory more than once. And this movie would have benefited with a little bit more grounding. But if you really want to see it, Give it a shot, but I'm telling you, even that Michael Bay mess from last year on Netflix was more watchable than this was. This was pretty bad, and I'm sorry, Liam Neeson. Love you to death, and Lawrence Fishburne, I love you too, who plays a very straight role, by the way. Lawrence Fishburne's really good, really straight, not one like the the wide-open character he plays in John Wick or some of the other things he's done lately. This is a very grounded, normal character for I just wish he had been in the movie longer. and 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 how he's taken out of the movie is just it, it's really laughable but anyway long story short i'm babbling about this movie that i've already spent way too much time on skip the ice road and watch something else i have over 300 other reviews you can check out i'm scott hamilton uh therockfile.com is my website please like share subscribe and have a fantastic day mm-hmm.